The average person in business goes for sales tactics rather than value tactics, and they lose the long-term business, even though they may gain a little short-term business. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fair. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And with us today, we got Jeffrey Gittimer. How you doing, Jeffrey? I'm doing fine. How are you, Joe? How you doing? I was going to say, how are you doing, Frank? But I didn't want to yeah, go right. there. Yeah, well, that's my business partner, actually. So it would have made somewhat sense. A little bit about Jeffrey. He's the author of 15 books. He's the host of the podcast, Sell or Die. Gets around 100,000 downloads a month based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And his most recent book called Truthful Living, The First Writings of Napoleon Hill is something we're going to talk about and get some lessons from that. So with that being said, Jeffrey, you want to give the best ever listeners first, just a little bit more about your background and your current focus. Sure. I grew up in Philadelphia, so that means automatically the people who live in New York, Washington, or Dallas can hate me. Uh, it's standard. Teams don't care about preseason games unless it's Philly-Dallas. <laughs> then we care. <laughs> so we kicked your butt just to show we could, and football season will commence. September 8th, I'll be in Philadelphia watching the Eagles play the Redskins and beat the shit out of them because we now have Deshaun Jackson back, and that's my background. No, actually, I grew up selling in New York City, owned a couple of manufacturing plants in New Jersey and in Florida, and I cold called in, in Manhattan for years and made a bunch of big sales. And I used all of those strategies and technologies to write the books that I've written. I wrote the Little Red Book of Selling, which is at the moment the largest selling sales book of all time. And that's where I'm at. And I'm having a good time. I love going on podcasts. I love to talk to other listeners who may want to involve themselves a little bit more in the science of selling, not the art of selling. And I do as much online as I can, not just my podcast, but we have a live virtual series of trainings that's going on right now. You go to Seegitomer, S-E-E-G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com, and you can see what the next offering is. I don't want to make a pitch out of it, but it's, it's pretty damn cool. You said the science of selling, not the art. Will you elaborate? Sure. Selling is a repeatable, understandable, learnable science, just like any other science. And people say, well, the art of sales, there's no art of sales unless there's one small subtle thing, and that is never let the other person feel like they're being sold. You walk into a car dealership and the guy says, are you looking for a car today? I'm like, no, I'm looking for a fucking house. What do you think I'm doing? And did you have a trade-in today? Do you have a budget today? If it wasn't for the word today, they couldn't say a word. And they feel put upon. 
And when I walk into a place, I don't want to feel put upon. Mm-hmm. I go into a hotel and they say, checking in. I go, no, I'm here for my hair transplant. <laughs> right. What do you think I'm doing? I'm here. I got a bag. Just help me. Like, welcome. You're going to have a great stay here. Oh, cool. But they choose to say the dumbest things on the planet. Can I help you? No, just looking. <laughs> right. So there's a science to that. And the science is, can you create something using the science of creativity that impacts me emotionally and feels good about you as a person? And will I tell the story when I'm done? Hey, I went into this department store today. They said, can I help you? <laughs> like, seriously? No one's going to talk about that. And department store people don't realize it. Trainers don't realize it. There's all kinds of things that they don't ask anything that's emotionally engaging. All they do is do the easiest thing they can do so they can get back to texting their boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What should a department store salesperson say when you enter? It depends on what department they're in, but let's say they go into the men's clothing department. You look at the person and go, I have something perfect for you. Mm-hmm. It just came in. Let me show it to you. That would get me. I'd follow. Exactly. But they don't. They go, can I help you with something specific? Go away from me. Mm -hmm. Go away. And I don't understand what they do and how they do it. I just don't understand. What are components of the science? So you mentioned something that creatively impacts me emotionally. Right. Is there more to the science than that? Yeah, I want to make a connection. I don't want to repel you. Thanks for calling. Your call is real important. Please select from among the following nine options. Seriously, is that to help me or is my call important or is that just to piss me off? So I'm asking the person to think in an emotional way to say, how can I engage this person? What's engaging about me? What's different about me? And you have to use creative science in order to be able to do it. It's not that difficult. I promise you it is not that difficult. What are some other tactical examples? That department store example was really good, and it helped me understand that. Do you have a couple other ones? Let's do a real estate one. How about that? Cool. Okay. I'm going to go to a home. I'm going to go to a real estate agent that sells homes, and they're going to greet me like I'm here. I walk in, hi, my name's Jeffrey. Oh, hi, my name's Bill. Yeah, I'm looking for a home here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the real estate guy says, do you have a home for sale? And I'm going to walk out of that place. (laughs) because he's trying to qualify me and I don't want to be qualified. He's going to say, do you have a mortgage right now? Have you been Uh pre-qualified? Have you ever missed a payment? Like, dude, back off. Well, I'm just trying to help you. No, no, no. You're just trying to qualify me. See, real estate agents, they're one of the few people in the world that already know everything. It's unbelievable. And don't take my word for it. Just ask them. They've been doing this for 14 years and they got it down. Meanwhile, they're pissing people off. So if it was me and somebody walked into my model home, I would say, would you like a cup of coffee? And they go, no, we just want to see. I said, well, look, before we go out, I just wanted to ask you one question, if you wouldn't mind. And I'll bring him over to the sofa and sit down and I'll look at the guy and I would say, tell me about the bedroom that you grew up in. Can you think of yours? I can. Yep. If you have siblings, you had fights with them, your parents, if they're still alive, and maybe you move from home to home, whatever it is, I just flashed your entire youth by your head. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to turn to the woman and I'm going to say, tell me about the bedroom that you grew up in. And she's going to da 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 And then I'm going to say, is that the kind of bedroom that you want for your children? 
because it's going to help me when I show a home. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yep. Now let's talk about the home tour that everyone screws up completely because the real estate person is taking them on a three home tour so they can sell their own listings. Any argument with that? No. Okay. So I go into a home and the person says, this is the master bedroom. It's 16 by 19. And I'm going to say, well, I have a tape measure with me. Would you mind measuring this? Because if it's not 16 by 19, I'm out of here. Why wouldn't that real estate person who already knows everything ask, where do you think in a room like this you'd put the television? And then I'm going to go to the walk-in closet. You know, they all have walk-in closets. Mm-hmm. And the real estate guy's going to go, this is the walk-in closet. No shit. <laughs> walk-in closet? What do you do? You walk in? Is there a light switch? No, I'm going to look at the woman and I'm going to say, will all of your clothing fit in here? Because if it doesn't, that house is out. Correct? Right. So why wouldn't they ask that question? Answer, because they're the smartest people in the world. Any other questions on real estate? (laughs) I could ask you a question. Why do real estate agents go to closings? Why do they go to closings? Uh I don't know. It depends on the agent. No, they all go for the same reason. Well, everyone doesn't act and think and do the same thing. They're not robots. They go to get their check. You can get your check outside of the closing. I know, but most of them need the money, so they get the check right away and go to the bank. Well, they could be going to build a relationship with their client. They could be, but for what I've seen in my career in real estate, and I have been fortunate enough to talk to a hell of a lot of real estate agents, like in the thousands, not in the hundreds. And I'll ask them, how many of you go to real estate closings? And people raise their hand and go, how many of you go to get your check? (laughs) And no hand goes down, not one. And I explained to them that they're missing the best opportunity on the planet if they go to the bank. Why would you not go to the person's home with them and walk in when they walk in? Mm -hmm. Could there be a more emotional time in any human being's life than walking into your new home? Yeah, it's a good approach. Yeah, why why wouldn't they video it and then send that back to the customer? Mm -hmm. The kid's running to their room and claiming their space. Yep. The reason is they don't think beyond the clothes. They think, oh, this person's not going to be good for me unless they get me a referral. And they're going to send me a postcard saying, thanks for your, I run my business on referrals. So please fill this card out or call me with anyone that you know that might be moving. Tear it up, burn it, throw it away. Never talk to that person again, ever. Mm -hmm. Because they don't care about me. They just care about a referral. Right. Correct? Well, I don't know if that's a correct statement, but the perception certainly could be correct. Exactly. So why wouldn't they, when I move in, go, congratulations, here are the 50 best places in the community. Restaurants, dentists, barbers, hairdressers, clothing stores, car rentals, anything. Why wouldn't they send me that list of preferred merchants? They're new to the community. And even if they're not, they're still moving across town. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, these are the places that I go These are the places that my team members go. These are the places that we personally recommend. We don't make any money from them. We just want you to have the list. Cool. Yeah, that's a good approach. And it's It's a value tactic, not a sales tactic. Right. So the average person in business goes for sales tactics rather than value tactics, and they lose the long-term business, even though they may gain a little short-term business. I like the value tactics. You buy insurance, don't you? I do. And you have a property and casualty guy. You probably have a big one for the business you're in, right? Yes. And the guy calls you up on the phone and says, you know, we've been doing business for a couple of years now. And I was wondering if you would mind sitting down with me and going through your 
friends and see if you had any referrals of people that really would want to do business with me the same way I do business with you. And you feel a little uncomfortable about it because you're not 100% crazy about this person. Mm-hmm. So you say, let me get back to you like in a week. And the guy says, okay. And of course, you don't get back to the guy. And he calls you up on the phone and says, remember last week we talked about referrals. And I was wondering if you had a chance to go through your list. And you say, no, I haven't had a chance yet. Buzz me again next week. And the guy goes, okay, you'll never take that guy's call again, ever. Compared to which approach should he take? Well, he's a taker, isn't he? But suppose that same guy calls up and says, hey, I know of a couple apartment buildings in town. I think these guys want to sell. I think you could get a real good deal. Would you like me to introduce you? Sure. Let's just have coffee. Okay, fine. Isn't it better to give a referral than get one? Mm -hmm. But see, that takes work. And most salespeople are not willing to do the hard work that it takes to make selling easy. Because their boss said, now ask for a referral as soon as you're done. (laughs) Really? Why are you asking me for a referral? You have earned nothing. Yeah, I like the approach that you're talking about for sure. And certainly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's not that difficult. I haven't said anything to you that's like, well, explain that nuclear physics theory again. (laughs) No, no, dude, it's giving value. So let's go back to the original thought of this. I have a relationship with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and they came across Napoleon Hill's first writings and called me to see if I wanted to edit and annotate them. Now, why did they call me? And the answer is, 15 years ago, I met the guy who runs the foundation and told him my story of Napoleon Hill when I read Think and Grow Rich 10 times in one year and yada, yada, it literally launched my attitude. And I said, listen, does Napoleon Hill Foundation have an email magazine? And he said, no. I said, well, look, let me do one for you on one condition. And the guy said, what's that? I said, did you never pay me a dime? And it was like a stunner because people always will ask someone successful, I can make you a lot of money. All you have to do is give me some of yours. So I've been doing their email magazine for free for more than a decade, built a list of almost 100,000 people and everything that goes with it. So when they came across this stuff, they figured, oh, wow, here's something we can help repay Gittimer. That's pretty cool. And they did. And that's where Truthful Living comes from. It's the first writings of Napoleon Hill. Nice. Is that out? Yeah, it's out now in the bookstores. You can get it on Amazon. It's actually published by Amazon. You may not be able to find it in Barnes & Noble because I think they hate each other or something. I don't know. Something stupid. Cool. But go online, go to Amazon and look up Truthful Living by Napoleon Hill and me and you'll get it. And I didn't change any of his words. I just annotated things for the 21st century because these are the first writings of Napoleon Hill from 1917. Yeah, they spoke differently. Oh, my gosh. It's hokey, but it's accurate. Just look at the table of contents. And the first chapter is success is up to you. The second chapter is finish what you start. The third chapter is how to think. And there's 23 different chapters in the book all about how you can become successful by the way you dedicate yourself to the way you think and the way you dedicate yourself to the way you work. Just that simple. And most people do not have a foundational fundamental education about how to succeed. You didn't get it in school, did you? Like algebra and geography and bullshit like that, which it's great, but only in trivial pursuit or jeopardy. And all the way through college, same trivial pursuit, jeopardy. And now you're in the real world and you need to have a great attitude and you need to have enthusiasm for what you sell and belief and love and what you sell. And that's what this book is all about. 
helping people understand how they can become a better person, both in their family and in their business. But it uses old words. Let me give you an example of the old word. You know the new word mindset? I do. Okay. It came from the word focus. That was the second iteration of the word. The first iteration is concentration. Hill wrote about concentration. And what it meant was distraction-free concentration. And in today's world, distractions plays this amazing role in your life and my life and everybody else's life. Because you get a text or you get a phone call or you get a notification of some kind. I have a 10-year-old daughter. Her phone dings more than it rings. But she likes to get those notifications. I'm trying to wean her off of them. But when you're 10, you want to know what happened on TikTok. Do you do TikTok? I don't. Oh. It's a... I know what it is. Yeah. It used to be called Musical.ly. But it's huge. They have a billion users. (laughs) Unbelievable. Where'd they come from? So the world is changing and you and I and everyone who's in our genre has to change with it or die. That's why we call our podcast Sell or Die. Got it. And best way for the listeners to purchase the book you already mentioned, what about learn more about what you got going on? Just go to Gittimer.com. Or actually go to C-Gittimer, S-E-E-Gittimer, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. That'll take you to my virtual events that are taking place and people can learn more about me by watching me work. Well, Jeffrey, thanks for being on the show, talking about the value tactics and giving a lot of specific examples for how to do it, which were very valuable in themselves. So thanks for being on the show. Joe, it's a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate it. I hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.